Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Phillies today, a 94 Sports Radio WIP podcast. I am Francisco Rojas coming to you with good news. Yes, we're going to end the weekend off with good news because it wasn't a weekend full of of great things. We're going to get to those bad things, but we're also going to get to the good, the great things. Um, it was a very frustrating series if you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan as the Phillies a split with the very, very, very mediocre at Bento. That's a lie. They're, the Cincinnati Reds are not very good. Let's just be honest. The Cincinnati Reds are not a very good team. Um, but yes, the Phillies do split with the Cincinnati Reds. Coming off a 14-3 uh, win here today. Yes, obviously we're all happy about that. But we're also all saying, where the heck was this offense yesterday uh, when you lost that game 13 to nothing. Where 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 was this offense when uh when you needed it? And maybe um you know you could have used those some of those runs yesterday, but you could also uh you know Matt Strom and the rest of that bullpen could have also done a better job. So um who knows if you know if you split up some of this offense to yesterday, it wouldn't have mattered. So, but just in general, g- generally speaking, it was just a very inconsistent uh series for both teams you know the Reds and the Phillies just obviously when you're splitting a series it's mostly going to be um you know a lot of inconsistencies and we're going to get into a lot of those inconsistencies we're going to get into the offense we're going to get into um the the pitching staff and the and the bullpen who some were good some were bad like that's the that's kind of uh the theme of uh, of this series again, you know what? What when the Phils go two of two uh, with the Reds? That's normally how uh, it's going to come out. So we're going to get to that. We're going to get to uh, some good news uh, out of Bryce Harper's, uh, you know, his his injury status. There's some good news there. Some really exciting news. I feel like I've had, or I feel like we've had, you know, a lot of exciting news coming when it comes to Bryce Harper's injury. Um, and we'll talk about why. You know, the Phils need him back soon, <laughs> sooner than later. And Ranger Suarez, it would be great to get him back sooner than later, please, to help this team out uh, so much. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up uh, later with some news and notes, uh, talk about, uh, you know, around the league when it comes to Major League Baseball, around the NL East when it comes to the Phils division. And we'll preview uh, 
uh, Monday night's game against the Chicago White Sox and a little bit of the rest of the series. So stay tuned for that. It's Francisco Rojas here on Phillies Today. So just a little quick game recap. Uh, I'm not going to go through the key moments like I usually do because there's a few things I really want to get into here. And we'd be here all day if we're going to uh, break down every – they're not break down, but you know what I mean. Uh, key in on every single run. So, look, all you got to know is if you missed any of this game, the Phillies – were able to put up a nine spot and bat around uh, in the first inning after Bryson Stott leads off uh, with his first home run of the year, I believe. I believe it was his first home run of the year. Um, and the Phils got off to a one nothing lead that eventually ended up being a 9 nothing lead by the end of the first inning. And that's all they were going to need from there. They didn't need anything else. When you win 14-3, to um, you didn't need the extra uh, five runs, but they did so anyway. Um you know, 14 runs on 23 hits uh, from the, this Phillies offense. Again, where was it the day before? Where was it maybe in game one? No, um, but either way, uh, today, 23, uh, 23 hits, 14 runs for the Phillies offense. Um, and then Aaron Nola, he went six innings, five hits, three runs, two earned, uh, three walks, four strikeouts on 98 pitches. And we'll get into him because... Um, on the surface, a solid outing, um, but some would say maybe he was a little bit lucky uh, that he played uh, not the greatest uh, of a baseball team in the Cincinnati Reds, um, where they used up a lot of their offense yesterday. So, you know, um, but Nola, uh, Nola, you know, on the surface, good start, um, but maybe maybe there's some underlying issues with Aaron Nola. We're going to get to that. Actually, we're going to get to it right now because that's all you really need to know. Uh, you know, out of the game uh, from Cincinnati. That's all you really need to know. Look, the offense was big. Um, Nola, Nola was was good, um, and that that's that's really all. That's all really all you need to know. Uh, you know, wrapping up uh, the four game set against Cincinnati Reds. So the key takeaways. I always love to do my key takeaways here uh, from each game uh, that you can take. And the first one's Aaron Nola, and the, a lot of the talk has been that I've seen at least on social media. Um, and, uh, yeah, at least just on social media, on Twitter has been a lot of, oh, Aaron Nola's cooked. Is it fatigue? You know, in the later innings, it, it seemed like he wasn't able to locate, uh, you know, when he has, when he had a big lead and I get it, I, I get it because it, it is concerning and there are a few things that come to mind. Uh, look, this was Aaron Nola's first postseason run, you know, as a major league pitcher last year. Uh, in 2022 for the Philadelphia Phillies. That October, uh, you know, run to the World Series was the first time, uh, you know, that he ever was able to, uh, you know, pitch in the postseason. So, yes, he threw, I think he threw, all, it wasn't a career high in innings, but it was it was just over 200 innings. And, yeah, I mean, he's done it. It's not like he hasn't done that before. He's done that at least two or three other times, uh, you know, earlier in his career. He's He's thrown at least 200 innings but the combination of the 200 innings 200 plus innings and the postseason it it's obviously taking a toll on him a little bit um you know is he still getting used to the pitch clock probably you know he looked better in the second start uh against the new york yankees i believe it was and yeah so i i you know the, the pitch clock thing i mean at some point you just you're just gonna say like well you got to deal with that um, and you know, every other 
other player in the league is is dealing with it. I don't think at some point you're just going to say, well, who cares about the, you know, we're not making those excuses. Okay. Um, so enough with the pitch clock, but as far as like the fatigue thing goes, uh, you know, it's, it's a possibility. It's a possibility, but like, I don't know, looking at like his average velocity from the game. I mean, it's nothing different. I mean, it's fastballs between what, like 91, 94. That's what it usually is. Um, it's not like, you know, his sinker or his two seamer, like none of that stuff was like down, at least from what I saw. So, I mean, when it comes to Nola, it could be fatigue from last year with the postseason and throw throwing the 200 innings. It's quite possible. Um, and then, maybe, but you know, it also could be that with a combination of you know feeling the pressure under the under contract. You're not under contract, but you know, uh, with possibly, uh, you know, being a contract year for him. That that that's totally uh, a possibility that you know because he's somebody that hasn't you know. He, before last year he wasn't uh when it came to when it came down uh you know to September baseball he wasn't one of the better pitchers in baseball it's really he, he would say he would tail off and he wouldn't be uh, the same pitcher that he would be earlier in the year now he was better last September but he's for the most part of his career he's had those September struggles so maybe when it comes to pressure maybe that's something that's on his mind or honestly the third option which could also be as well it's early it's early. Maybe he just needs to get into a groove or into a rhythm. But also the whole fatigue thing, it could be that that does play a fault in my mind. It's not a good thing. I remember, you know, Cole Hamels after 2008. Remember that his, for the most part, his 2009 wasn't so great because of, uh, you know, that that World Series run. And then, you know, he didn't, I don't think he worked as hard that offseason and came back in 2009 and just wasn't really the same pitcher. And, but maybe maybe Nola just needs to kind of get into a groove at some point. I don't know. It could be that. There's three options there, right? It could be, you know, fatigue. It could be the whole contract pressure, you know, being a contract year for him. It could be a combination of those. Or it could just be it's early and we just have to wait and see. Aaron Nola has kind of given you, uh, you know, he's been a, a really good pitcher, uh, you know, since 2018. He's been a really one of the better pitchers in baseball. But at the same time, he has given you mixed results, at least, uh, you know, uh, for us as Phillies fans watching him every night, he's kind of giving you mixed results. But at the same time, like, you know, every baseball player gives you mixed results in this league, man. I mean, every 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 player goes through through their ups and downs. So Aaron Nola, um, definitely a takeaway for me from from yet uh, today's game or today's slash. Uh, I'm recording this on on Sunday night. Um, uh, so you know, for for today's game, Aaron Nola was definitely uh, a takeaway for me. Uh, it was you know, people are talking about the him being cooked fatigue whatever it may be or the uh the contract situation uh that's kind of possibly how i see it or is it just early um and then the offense as well as uh being a key takeaway 24 runs scored i mean 24 runs scored uh you know in the series you would think oh that's gonna get the job done nope uh you go two of two um, and you score a lot of those runs in just a couple of those a couple of those games. Eight run game, I think, in game two, and then today with your uh, with your fourteen run game um, against Cincinnati Reds. So the offense was good at points, but it was inconsistent. Um, you know, a lot of the offense. Uh, you know, I Bryson Stotsman has been phenomenal. Alec Bohm has been phenomenal. Alec Bohm just keep keep raking. Trey Turner 
It's been phenomenal. Minus the base running mistake the other night where we all saw that. Didn't look great, but has been phenomenal. Brandon Marsh, oh my gosh. I think he had, did he have five hits today? Pretty sure Marsh had four hits today. Four, four for six. I mean, come on, man. Marsh has been great. I don't think we've been talking about Marsh enough. So the offense, um, you know, it, it was good on the surface is when you just look at 24 runs in the in the series. But, you know, my, my, my one last thing here is runners in scoring position, man. If you look at game one, their, their game one loss, uh, one for nine runners in scoring position. Game two, their win, uh, I guess a little better, three of 13 with runners in scoring position. Game three. 0 for 6, uh, you know, in a 13 nothing loss in game, runners in scoring position. In game 4 today, 11 for 27. So, obviously, much better. And you had 27 chances or 27 uh, guys in runners in scoring position. So, um, runners in scoring position overall in the series, 15 for 55. Uh, in those losses, though, man, 1 for 9 and then 0 for 6, uh, that's definitely telling. And usually, if you look at, the, at that column, um, and a team's not doing well in that column, they're probably not going to win the game. So runner scoring position was definitely uh, something that I, uh, you know, monitored throughout the series, and uh, it, you know, pr- it, it proved well in games two and, you know, game four, but, you know, that's that's something that the Phillies need to, you know, really, really get on uh, going forward is runner scoring position. So, again, Series takeaways, moving on from, uh, you know, uh, and some of those were, again, the NOLA, th- the, the, at least the offense thing there. I kind of did uh, take away from the series there, um, but some of that was from from today and the series. Um, but, again, just a couple of things, a couple of notes here. Like, man, like, the Phillies need R- Ranger Suarez and Bryce Harper back, man. Like, the Phillies really – uh, we we'll get Bryce. We'll get. We should get Ranger back before we get Bryce Harper back. But boy, the Phillies need Ranger Suarez back. You know, especially why? Because of what we saw with Matt Strom in Game Three. Matt Strom wasn't going to give you a shutout in five innings every single time. Like we knew that. Like Matt Strom is not Jacob Degrom. Okay, you might have the long hair like Degrom used to have, but Matt Strom is not Jacob Degrom. Okay, so. And Strom was not brought in here to be an opener slash starter, okay? Ranger Suarez is supposed to be your third or fourth starter, and he would just make a world of difference in this rotation, I think. And then you move Strom to the bullpen, where he's supposed to be that Swiss Army knife, um, so to speak. So Phillies really need Ranger Suarez back, man. They, I think he uh, – where did Lauber say it? Um, thought he said he was supposed to be uh, taking live at-bats or facing live uh, – yeah, we'll face hitters in live batting practice next. Uh, whenever that is, I think that'll be sometime this week. Um, and then again, Bryce Harper, like, the, I got to mention the news. Like, he, apparently he might skip his rehab, rehab assignment in the minors. Oh my, that would be ginormous if he was able to, uh, you know, be able to skip his minor league. I mean, that, all the news that have come out the last like month are telling me that he's going to be back way sooner than later. Like, what are we in? We're in April. Like, he might be back in May. Like, I really didn't believe that like a month, month and a half ago, but I really believe there's a possibility that he could be back here in May. And the Phillies, they, I know some guys are hitting really well, like Brandon Marsh, Bryson Stott, Alec Bone, but they're not going to be hitting this well forever. And they're really going to need, um, you know, again, with Derek Hall going down and right, Reese Hoskins out for the season, like the Phils, boy, they could use Bryce back right now, man. Uh, 
just just would be so key for this offense if Bryce Harper uh, could come back. I truly, truly believe that Harper would just be huge, and I just think this could this means he could he could be doing better than we expect. This could be doing be- he could be doing better than we expect. So. Um, just those are just some of my some of my takeaways. Uh, all, other takeaways from the series that the really that we need to keep getting good news about Harper, you know, possibly Ranger Suarez, even even Andrew Painter, Andrew Painter. Um, we, we I would love to continue to get good news about these guys uh, because they would be huge, really huge. Another takeaway I didn't mention: lineups. Like Toppers needs to stick with consistent lineups. I know we've all been complaining about lately, but I I think it's valid. I I really do think it's valid. I think that um, I'm okay with Bryson Stott leading off right now just because he's been hot. Um, I'm okay with that for right now. Um, Turner, I'm okay with him in the two slot. Really, like, I don't know why Schwarber's batting third. Like, Schwarber is a cleanup hitter. Schwarber is either your your one hole, your two hole, or your four hole. Like I, I don't think, I don't think he should be in the three. I think I'm more of in favor of like a Boehm or Cassianos right now. I think Cassianos has been swinging the bat, uh, you know, a lot better lately. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm completely cool with that. Um, and then you can put Schwarber in the four hole, and then maybe followed by Boehm or followed by. I mentioned JT. I mean, JT should be hitting in the three hole way more than. And I understand JT hasn't been hitting as well, um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I I would just rather I think rather have JT uh, in that three hole even though he has been he's been struggling a little bit lately but he did he did hit a homer today right I'm pretty pretty sure he hit a homer at some point yeah he hit, he hit a homer he hit a homer so hopefully that's uh on the up and up for him went three for six today as well um so Harper Harper is or excuse me Harper uh, JT Romuto would love him in the three hole but just again with the lineups just just some more consistency when it comes to lineups topper please um, other news and notes. Mentioned Bryce Harper, um, you know, the report that he might possibly uh, skip his rehab assignment would be huge. Um, other news and notes, Bryson Stott, I mean, I mentioned it already, but 16-game hitting streak. What the heck? What is going on with Bryson Stott? I don't – who knows if he's really going to be this type of hitter for his career, but my gosh, it's freaking glorious. It is amazing. Um, and this is uh, Scott Lauber uh, earlier today. Move over Puddinhead Jones, former Philadelphia Philly. After a 44-minute rain delay, Bryson Stott extends his hitting streak to 16 games with his first career leadoff homer and matches Willie Puddinhead Jones, 16-gamer in 1950 for the Phillies' longest season opening hitting streak since 1934. Good for you, Bryson. Move over Puddinhead Jones. Let's go, Bryson. It's been unbelievable to watch so far. Hopefully he keeps us up. Not going to keep it up forever, but, you know. Uh, keep hitting Bryson, keep hitting. Um, and then just, uh, you know, just around the league, looking at some of, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon, uh, scores, the the Rangers and the Astros are currently playing in front of me. It's a nothing, nothing game in the seventh inning. So I'm not going to mention that. Um, the Red Sox beat the angels two to one. Um, the Yankees, uh, shut out the twins two to nothing behind a historical performance from Garrett Cole, which we'll get to in a second. Um, the, the Rays got back in the win column, 8-1 to one over Toronto. Um, the, 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 the Orioles uh, beat the White Sox, 8-4. to four. Cardinals beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, 5-4. to four. Um, And the Dodgers lost to the Cubs, 3-2, to two, followed by Seattle, 1-0 over Colorado. 
Milwaukee one nothing over San Diego, and the Pirates. Excuse me, the Pirates. The Tigers and the Giants were postponed. Um, so again, I, I wanted to. Uh, I mentioned something about Garrett Cole there. He made history today. Ten, ten strikeout complete game shutout, uh, and a couple of things. His fourth inning strikeout over Carlos Correa, moving him past Whitey Ford uh, with nineteen hundred fifty six strikeouts. Uh, for 97th on the all-time strikeout list. Um, and then also it was Cole's 23rd outing of 10 or more strikeouts as a Yankee, equaling Ron Goodry for most in franchise history. Uh, Garrett Cole is just on, I, I, I've mentioned it before, he's on uh, his way to another Cy Young. Or not another, his first? I think it would be his first. Either way, uh, Garrett Cole is on a mission this season. Um, and then I just wanted to uh, go around the NL East uh, Brett Beatty is going to be called up to the by uh, by the Mets. Brett Beatty, the uh, uh, young young superstar prospect, I guess you want to call it uh, for the for the New York Mets, going to be called up. He's not possibly going to be playing soon. Uh, the Nationals beat the Guardians seven six. Uh, the Guardians took that series two out of three. D backs beat the Marlins five nothing. Marlins took that series two out of three. Uh, and Atlanta also beat the Royals five to four. Brave sweep in three games. Um, so just to preview the next game, which is tonight, um, and then the rest of the series uh, before we get you out of here, or before I get out of here, excuse me. Um, Philly's going to have a three-game uh, slate here with the White Sox. The White Sox have also not had a great start to their uh, season. Um, the White Sox are 6-10, and ten, have lost two of three, uh, you know, to Baltimore here this weekend. Um and the, look, the White Sox were supposed to be a team that were supposed to be a World Series contender just about a year or two ago, and have not. They they were a I think a 500 team last year, and uh, not uh, you know not living up to expectations. But this year, uh, not a great start either. Six and ten, like I said. Um, and tonight you're going to get Lance Lynn and Zach Wheeler. Lance Lynn, a couple of years ago, was one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, was right up there in uh in Cy Young voting his ERA I think was just under or just over two um was one of the best uh, fastball pitchers in baseball as fastball was just disgusting um and has not had he had a really average season last year um and this year has not had a had the best start to uh to his season seven three one ERA and just and uh, just about sixteen innings pitched. Um, and just looking at his career against the Phils, just a couple of starts, just three starts, uh, 237 ERA um, in three starts against the Phillies for his career. I believe it's just under about 20 innings, somewhere around there. Um, Zach Wheeler, 292 ERA and two starts against the White Sox for his career, coming off a performance uh, where Wheeler faced the, I'm trying to think, Cannot remember. I'm going to look at his overview in his uh, baseball reference page right now. Um, who did they just – was it was Miami? Yeah, it was the Miami's, Miami game. I'm sorry. So it was Miami game where he uh, where he went six innings, just gave up just a couple of earned runs. Um, and Wheeler, uh, again, um, you know, coming off, uh, you know, this Miami Miami game there. And hope, hopes, hopes to uh, – you know, continue to feed off, uh, you know, of, of these good performances. Didn't have the great opening performance against the Texas Rangers, but hopefully he can continue 
uh, as we go here to, uh, you know, keep being the Zach Wheeler that we've seen over the last, uh, you know, since he signed with the Philadelphia Phillies, which is one of the best pitchers in baseball. They're going to need him uh, against the White Sox here in the series uh, to continue to try to win some baseball games and get back to 500. Um, or get to 500. They haven't even been 500 this year yet, right? So get to 500. Um, rest of the series, Bailey Falter against uh, Lucas Giolito there on Tuesday, Wednesday, Taiwan Walker versus Mike Clevenger on Wednesday to round out that series. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good series. Always love watching the inner, uh, the uh, interleague uh, games, especially as a kid growing up, love watching the interleague games. Um, so that's going to do it for me. Uh, I will see you guys, uh, you know, back here on Thursday. Uh, it looks like I'm going to have Mondays and Thursdays and Dan Wilson uh, will have you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I believe. I believe it will be. Shout out to Dan. Also shout out to Tucker Bagley, who will have you as well, I believe, on Fridays. So that's going to do it for me today. Go Phils. Hoping for uh, at least the Phils to take two out of three uh, from Chicago. So I'll see you guys next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.